Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Post Twink. We did not die. We are queer. We are still here. And uh, you all should be used to that by now. I am Mo. And like a phoenix, I am back. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, hello and hi there. This is Moises. This is Maurice. And this is Reed and Hala. Hala. Hala to Hala. We're always going to do that. You do know that, <laughs> no, right? That's it just happens. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Whatever. <laughs> and we are, uh, you know, we, people should give us props. This is a very interesting setup for Post Twink because Reed is in Hala, Germany. Mm-hmm. We are in different Colorado. Mm-hmm. Some days we record uh, the America Audio at my house. Some days we record, like today, live from uh, one of my projects in life, uh, Rose House Botanicals in South Broadway. He's in a Denver. co-owner. He owns part of this place. Well, uh, okay, well what is it? A small part, but yes, but technically. But still a part. Um, More than I own. Yeah, Rose House Botanicals, we, uh, this is a, we are a living apothecary in Botanica, specializing in all of your... Um, plant needs. I was looking for like rare, exotic, and unique uh, plants. Um, we also have a lot of herbs and herbal stations, and with you know, it's definitely an urban jungle in here. So we have a lot going on, and we are right now recording in the back in the production room where we make all of our formulary. Yes, I actually have to work to avoid coming to this store because I have a problem with buying plants, and you have all the fun ones. And we love you so much, oh, for, and, and, and we love to host your addiction needs <laughs> so much. <laughs> But I'm mad it because is. you killed the myrtle plant. That's a very special I know, plant. I it was very expensive, too. I'm um, just, and you killed it. I just... You know, this last, this last couple of months have been trying. Is it dead, dead, or is it dying? Because we can resuscitate kind of any plant. I would never let my sus take care of a plant. I know this. You Whoa. How dare you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How so many expensive you have, plant. I have dozens. <laughs> dozens. Dozens. Well, we have hundreds here at Rose House Botanicals. Yes, thank you. Um, let's move it in. Let's check back in. What's going on? Yeah. What's up? It's been a bit of a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we've your post twinkers. We've we've gone through some things. Like I broke it, my arm dramatically. Like so broken. Like he sent me a picture of it, and like the bones were completely disconnected. Not like a little fracture. A little crack. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's still, it's still considered a fracture, which means a fracture and broken. It's the same. But it's not, because my bones were nowhere near. Were they, were they poking out of the skin? No. Um, well, when I first, no. well, when I first <laughs> hit my arm, they were like protruding. Um, not through the skin, but up. And so I had to grab my hand and put them back in place. Oh. Um, and then no. I was... well, that was my like glass half full movement. <laughs> like, oh. At least they weren't poking through the skin. True. <laughs> well, I only broke the radius. I didn't break the ulna as well. So my glass half full was there was one of the two bones on my arm did not break. So yeah. Huh. Um, anyways, we will get back into that more in my swipe right, swipe left because I've got yes. a one hell of a read um, for the American medical system <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, and Reed is going to do some transitions. Ooh, and... I'm excited to find out. Moises going to do some transitions and some new developments. So we've been, it's been, I don't know about you all, but 2018, I'm just like, girl, bye, Felicia. Oh, yeah, done. I'm ready to start the next year. It's funny because it was, for me, it was filled with like some really cool things that came out of the blue, like becoming a partner at Rose House, Mm -hmm. the store that happened in the middle of 2018. um, And then also kind of really strange things just around who I am, what do I do, where do I belong? So it's mixed. As much fuck shit that happened in 2018, there's also some really amazing opportunities. Um, but true. the fuck shit part of it, I'm over, honey. Oh, I'm over. I mean, and that has to do with our politics. It has to do with my own life. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> also we live in America, Moises and I. And, and it's a shit. Shit show. We are a shit country. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not all of you all. It is America. We are a shit country. It's a shit show over it's here, buddy. Tubes. 
So if you've seen American, give him a hug because I need it. Please don't hug me. No one hug me anywhere. (laughs) Oh, that's not what you said you wanted to talk about in this podcast. I'm going to hug all up in the butthole. Anyways, we we like to ramble (laughs) a lot in the beginning. Let's get productive. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's start with our three questions that we love to answer and check in with. Um, Our three questions, for those of us who follow this podcast, um, are... Uh, what are you reading? What do you love? And what makes you come? Mm. And then I do just want to say I took these three questions from somebody's grinder profile or Jack right. profile many years ago, and I have no idea who it is. So did you ever meet that person? No, I didn't. Yeah, you know, it was one of those people that was like too attractive to like be with you. Oh yeah, definitely. Have. So whatever. Wait, if so this, they, they were like these were questions that they would. Um, this is how they told you to start the conversation on. This a, is the, on a these are the questions app? on their on their dating profile app. It was just what are you reading? Mm. What do you love? And what makes you come? I thought it was like great. Great way to start a conversation. Yeah. So, it was so who wants to kick us off? Um, why don't we start with you, Reed? Okay. Um, so uh, what I'm reading is I am usually so actually all of these are things that I'm reading, but I just because I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, the so the first is. Uh, but I realize that also most people probably won't want to read like these epic science fiction novels that I recommend. So great, for the first will. one, why do you think we're all done? well? No, well, actually, Maurice, I told you to, to read one of these books when you actually broke your what arm. you did was you, <laughs> as I was broken and had no use of my right arm, which is my dominant arm, as I was laid there post surgery and when it was still in a cast and strapped to my chest. By the way, you were like, "Hey, you should read this on Audible." I was like, yeah, okay, it, you, cool. you just have to listen you to it. You did not send me anything. a subscription. You did not give me like a free 30 days of anything at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, you get, you get 30 you days free. Like, just... hey, girl, I know you only have one hand and it is your non dominant hand. Here, click this link. I set up an audible for you. First 30 days are free. Uh, Check it out. Okay. Yeah. It already is free, but I would have set it, I should have set it up for you. You really With should the post Twink account. But anyways, I brought in trash magazines, <laughs> which were great, by the way. Oh, good, okay. But what is the book again? Read. What is the selection? Okay, um, so the first what I'm reading is a short story by um, Ursula Le Guin. It's called "Those Who Walk Away from Omelas." I think that's how you oh, say Omelas? this. It's the oh, Omelas. I love this. I actually love this. Yeah, this is good. You've talked about her before, right? Oh, but this short story, I think Maurice may, might have heard it before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we. St- yeah, yeah. But it's it's oh, wow. um, I don't you you can find it anywhere online like it's only three pages, um, and it, it's in my mind it's kind of about having the courage to question or leave your culture, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and like the the things that you grew up with and the things that you're very affectionate for and leaving those things and not really knowing where you're gonna go, um, it's a it's a really it's a very good short story that I'd recommend. Yeah, and I, I think so. what I love about this one is, um, and it's been oh, quite some time since I've read it, like years, but um, it definitely, it, it, it's definitely the uh, analogy that I use when people uh, have very utopian ideas. Yeah, so I think that what the short story talks about, um, and I found it in most utopian kind of writings, is that the kind of utopian ideal of things is always predicated or um, usually like, dependent upon something that's i don't know i guess controversial i don't want to give i don't want to give any too many spoilers away so i think it's um this short story actually helped challenge my idealism hmm. um to really get to the core analysis of kind of what ideals i have and what exactly um what is the what is the the the, the real truth about what these things are dependent upon for them to happen so i think it's a great 
yeah. selection we actually. Ugh, well, I'm an uncultured swine, yeah. so and that's... I'll catch up soon. <laughs> Cultural swine. Uncultured no. swine. <laughs> but, um, no, but one thing is that like. And one thing about Ursula Le Guin is that um, she writes books on utopia or books on just um, she's very into this idea that that like it's always just going to be a process and a struggle and that's just going mm-hmm. to be part of it. And you're never actually going to be able to yeah. reach this thing that you're striving for. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't actually strive for it. Mm, um, I, like, yeah. I like that. But it's the, it's a complicated thing. So I like that, that setting. OK. That. Right. So what do I what I love is um, it's a book I am by N.K. Jemison. Uh, it's the Broken Earth. Uh, mm. Dustin is reading this book. Oh, good friend. Oh, he is. Okay. Mm. Um, it's, it's it seems like a nice book that you could give to white people and be like, this is this is what it feels like, and they'd be like, oh, I think I get it. Maybe, but they don't. Um, it's, <laughs> so, sorry. No, it's true. But like, I don't know. So it's um. Uh, Broken Earth is epic science fiction. I don't. When I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, I don't really read epic science fiction novels because I think the last one I read, there were like guys shooting lasers on a spaceship and shouting cocksucker. What? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, like this is written for like a very specific genre of reader or like very specific type of reader, and like this just isn't my genre. But um, no, it's uh, so Broken Earth. It kind of it's about um, cultural conflict. And it, it, uh, I was trying to think about why I liked this book and I was only able to come up with, uh, words that I wrote down that were just, um, raw anger and like bitter and cathartic. Um, it deals a lot with oppression and cultural conflict, but it also captures, um, part of the zeitgeist in like, uh, uh, in America right now. So it's, um... Yeah, I, I wish it, so. It's only it's three books only. I was about to say because I wish it was longer, but I'll probably just read it again. Um, so, what makes you come? What makes me come is Alabaster from that book that I just mentioned, because um, so the Broken Earth is like a book that you can find in an airport. So it's like a mainstream American novel. Um, but I'm like, pretty sure uh, our readers know where to find books. <laughs> <laughs> our readers, our audience. <laughs> no, but the, no, but the nice thing about like this book is that it has like sex scenes that are like th- queer poly threesomes, <laughs> like oh. interracial queer poly threesomes, and they sell this book at an airport. <laughs> so what <laughs> makes I you come? Is... Are interracial poly threesomes? Hmm. Well. <laughs> 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 especially the way that they're written in this book yes but um no it's a it's a uh yeah i i, I thought it was really well done um right up nice oh, yeah. yeah very nice um well what about you uh what am i reading um can you read no <laughs> <laughs> um i think honestly right now i'm reading a lot of grants and <laughs> i was waiting for sadness <laughs> Um, but, but it's also exciting. So I'll, I'll tie what I'm reading, what I, what I love together. Um, so I've really gone through this process of learning to love or sort of honor myself and my work. Um, I recently got a promotion. Um, now I'm like managing our entire prevention team, (laughs) which I mean is terrifying in some ways, but also just very validating and affirming and, 
because uh, I've been there for like five years now and doing a variety of things. And so just learning to like accept the love that I have. And also that ne- negotiating uh, salaries, mm-hmm. that took a lot of self-love and like confidence building. <laughs> I was listening to all the Beyonce before I walked into that meeting. Because like I, I just you know I'm asking for money is complicated. I don't have these. I know I'm a man and like it should be easy for me. But like I don't know. I'm like little sissy man. And so, <laughs> but you know because you're essentially like identifying your like the the worth of your labor. Um, and I also don't have a master's degree, so there's that. Um, you don't need a master's to do that job. You don't. Shame. You really don't. Um, and I'm going to do it without a master's. So. Well, you have been doing it without a master's. That's, that's true. That yeah. That's the other. Can thing. I just take one time? And I know this is like personal, spilling over to the public, but I um, am really proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think about that job in that public health world, and um, uh, you know, a it's a mess. Couple folks who <laughs> were doing that work with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the beginning, um, left, <laughs> ran for freedom. Um, our friend James. I know, who's in town. Yeah, like uh, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you, I don't know, I don't know. You, you all fostered me up, though, in this work. But, but you lasted, and you you lasted through all the things. Oh, I was and... ready to leave if this didn't happen. Well, yeah, but I just feel like kind of all <laughs> the work that kind of like that I, or the pot, the politics of public health and HIV prevention and adolescents and young adults, like the way in which, you know, it was set up for me mm-hmm. um, to enter in that field and kind of things that I did and the things that James did. Shout out, James, baby, if you listen, oh, we love you. you. But just in terms of all that intersectionality pieces around public health in this, in this, in this world that was set up there that kind of as shifts and changes happening with that clinic happened, um, you know, they were hard to maintain that lens, right? Absolutely. And I don't know, when I left... I felt good to be like, well, a lot of things have changed. A lot of folks who are not intersectional, who are not community folks, who don't get the things, they're gone. But Mo is still there. Do you know what I mean? And, so, and now they gave me power. <laughs> and so I'm happy. And now you have the power. So I feel like good. I feel really good about that, that those things and, and, this, and this jurisdiction and kind of what needs to happen because you're there. And I don't know. Shout out to you being a, you know, you're yeah. – a queer brown person um, who's able to negotiate and hold power. And, like, we know that's not happened in the very, like, oppressive kind of white atmosphere that public health, especially in Colorado, is. Oh, seriously. So I just want to shout you out a little bit for mm, that one. Thank you. And this is part of that, like, loving, learning to love myself. Like, And I also feel like a loser because I was yeah. like, God, I couldn't, I, I couldn't take the weight. No. But it's a... good to know that, like, when you can't take the weight that someone else that you love and respect and admire can. And you provided me the opportunity to be able to do this work. Um, I sure did. Yeah, hello. And also guided me along the way. Like, you introduced me to this work. You like, Okay, well, can you're you, kind of smart. Wait, so, like, for the people that are listening that don't, because I kind of, I, yeah, what, what oh, exactly yeah. it is it that you do? Oh, good question. Um, so, uh, I work at an HIV clinic at a children's hospital. Um, and I specifically um, am overseeing, now I'm managing, our, um, prevent, our prevention efforts. So, everything related to HIV testing, education. Um, several different grants, and I'll be writing more grants. I'm in charge of our fundraising now, which would yeah. look nice on my resume. It really is. I guess I would say that, like, what you do, like, you mm-hmm. are the only, uh, the clinic is the only one who specializes in um, pedi- pediatric HIV mm-hmm. care prevention and case management for um, folks from conception through the age of 25, mm-hmm. and specifically focuses mm-hmm. on that population, which is has very unique needs in all realms in terms of, like, their their care for those who are positive in terms of access 
um, to prevention services. Um, and uh, this is why Maurice had the job before. Me. No, no, <laughs> and they, I need another job. Somebody listening want to hire me. I go out there. I don't know, but just in terms of like being who have the ability and the resources to be very uh, focused and diligent with a very hard to reach and hard to retain population mm. that Absolutely. in general in uh in in agencies and clinical settings who do, who do not specialize in them are usually have a high recidivism rate in terms of their care mm-hmm. for those who are HIV positive and those who are negative receiving prevention services mm-hmm. um and and I would say in Colorado, I would feel like the agent there in terms of the agencies, like you, they're the only ones that are doing it. Yeah. They're the only ones who kind of get it and have the the privilege and challenge of having to advocate for that group. Yes. In a field that does not consider their needs to be central or high priority. And even at an end, like for an institution that could sometimes feels like could care less about the work that we're doing yeah. um, or would rather not talk about the work that we're doing. And I, I think also too, I want to say this, I think it's mm-hmm. challenging. It was definitely was for me one of the challenges what we talked about mm-hmm. when you um, tr- transitioned and came onto the team um, was, you know, like all the pieces around prevent, you know, working for a, uh, an HIV clinic itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and having to be prevention and having to be community advocacy within the setting because the medical institution has a very big ego. Oh, yes. And they think that they are more loved than what they are. And oftentimes is not, and this is all medicine, is not very forthcoming or reflective about the damage and harm that they've caused across the world. Are we slipping into your, your swipe right, swipe and, left? And, 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 <laughs> and, in particular to, to uh, communities of color. No, absolutely. Right? And working class uh, and and poor and folks, queer and I mean, so having to do prevention in that, and also too, it has a you know it has a research component, which is more ego. True. Oh gosh, and research is a yeah. whole another level. Yeah, and so it's a you know uh, with <laughs> national ego. and international like uh, funders, and so. I don't want to get too much into HIV nerding. Sorry, I, I haven't done the work in like a year because I've been gone for a year. No, so I, I want to talk about We can about sit things. and talk about it. But, but, um, but I, I feel great knowing that you're doing it and that mm-hmm. you, I don't know, I feel like you won. You won. And, I'm, and, I, and I'm glad to see you won. Like you're a brown, queer person in this field and you know who the players are in Colorado. Yeah. I'm the co-chair for there the alliance. There are a lot of them. Are, the state. A, a lot of them are terrible old privileged gays. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, and surprisingly, I mean, they elected me. Let's to not be, talk too much about it because I forget that you can work in this world. But <laughs> no, but I, I will say this: I am excited. Like I, I've done a lot of work. I've been very strategic for years and have positioned myself. And actually, I was thinking about it the other day. So I'm, I'm the community co-chair for the governor's alliance on hiv don't give too many information because you know we're ratchet that's true um but i realized that i'm going to be serving under jared polis so it's like hey gay like (laughs) so hey gay um, i need a new job so we need to talk yeah we'll we'll get the plug so learning so all of that to say like learning to because i don't talk a lot about my work with my friends and like you know uh, the folks i hang out with and and then i finally had a moment where i was like no i'm talking about this i have reason to celebrate i've been doing this i'm my blood, sweat, and tears, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, learning to love myself is complicated and hard when it comes to my work. But I'm accepting and doing it, and I have a great team around me. But really, at the end of the day, it's about pulling up, like, queer and brown and black folks um, around me. I think there's a couple good examples of folks that I have gotten hired at CHIP um, or where I work. <laughs> well, pull me up! I'm over here trying to sell bouquets of flowers and tea blends. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, what's making me come? Uh, am I coming? Um, Ooh, just wait a minute. If you have to ask, that means oh. you have not had a good toe-tingling, juicy 
meter flying <laughs> orgasm in a while. You know what, though? I just thought about it. It took me a second. So I recently was at Art Basel um, in oh, Miami, here we go. South Beach. I'm getting a hard on just oh you setting the story up. No idea. So I'm sitting there in an art gallery in uh, Wynwood, <laughs> which is like my favorite little like art neighborhood there. Being gentrified, but whatever. Um, like well, not whatever. Like I'm, I'm throbbing right now. And I happen to turn to my right, and Ooh. Jadena is not five feet from me. Ooh. And I notice him. He does not notice me. But the secure, his bodyguard definitely noticed me. And gave me that, like, I see the madness in your eyes. <laughs> I just could not stop staring at that beautiful, beautiful man. Then he went into the VIP section, so I didn't have access. And I looked at him through a fence. <laughs> but so that's, that's what's making me come. Like, I literally, like, was breathless. I, and he's not even that famous. But he's just so fine. He's a little famous. He's famous, but, like... A little, he's a little internationally famous. True. I feel like I have to do a lot of explanation. Where I'm like, I saw Jadena. People are like, who? And I'm like, oh, God, get with it. Well, why people don't know who he is unless they're cool? <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> Who's Jadena? <laughs> that would be Reed. We know Reed is Googling. So J-I-D-E-N-N-A. He's so fun. <laughs> oh, yes. Him, and actually I learned this, him and Jadena Monet met at like a, just like a little like dinner party. Like a little queer little dinner party. Mm-hmm. So that's what's okay. making me come. <laughs> Um, I think I'm coming right now, actually. Yes. And also Art Basel in general. Like, I do really appreciate the art. I cried at a piece of, like, beach art. It was... Yes. And it was kind of... Like, it was a phrase. It was just, like, a phrase in neon that said, we belong here. And I was like, I, no one's ever told me that. And kind of fucked me up. We belong together. And here. Like, I belong here. Like, we... Like, this is... Word. I don't know. I cried like a stupid little baby. But, yep. So that's what I, that's what's making me come. Art and Jadena. What am I reading? Um, I am I reading anything? Well, I can't read. I'm reading. I'm reading really specific things. I don't know if they Ooh. translate well. Um, I'm just sure, reading sure, a sure. lot of um, uh, research. So uh, I'm a, a practitioner of a Afro Caribbean and West African spiritual tradition, and so if you've been listening, you know that. Oh, do I talk about it? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Anyway, so Never I'm reading specifically, some, I don't think. I'm reading, so whatever. I'm a, a member of a, a Marisha tradition, um, yes. you know, that's um, an Afro-diasporic uh, religious tradition. And so I've been doing a lot of reading around it. And I think what's interesting about um, us is that, like, there, because colonialism is, is a thing and continues to be a thing. And so, so a lot of colonialist narratives have, I think, suppressed the history and the richness of our traditions Absolutely. yeah and so i'm in a place now where um i was talking to a friend of mine and we were like oh my god was there this much information like 10 years ago and i was like i don't know hmm. but what i really feel like there's just been a lot of scholars um who are in the tradition doing work um about like who we are what our beliefs are about our theology doing theosophical hmm. work on our on our traditions and i think right now i feel like we're in a place where there's been enough practitioners who are doing scholarly research on the tradition that I think we're in a point where we're able to kind of like be louder than the outsider anthropological yes. lenses Thank on you. us that are usually inaccurate and sometimes as terrible as colonialism continues to be. Oh, no. And so I feel like right now that the trend is just more information. So I'm just reading about our tradition from um, that helps deconstruct a lot of the colonial lenses even on the continent. From the community, even in, actually. Even, even, even in Nigeria uh. as well as the Americas. Um, and so I'm just feeling like really lucky right now that I'm able to kind of see kind of like, you know, who we are, 
without colonial, mm-hmm. without the white gaze, without the colonial gaze. I definitely was introduced to because um, you were African country. diasporic like religions and like practices um, through like a Christian lens. I remember my teacher was like, "Oh, I'm very Catholic, but we we have to talk about these things." And yeah. just like it was like, I was like, "This feels diff- like this is not right." I also had been to Brazil and went yeah. to like, a contemplate ceremony and connected with some folks, but so it was still like, "This is gross." So I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. No, and so I, I guess I would shout it out, but it really is just someone's um, like 400 page thesis statement yes. um, that was floating around online that I uh, got hmm. to look at. So yeah, that's what I'm what I'm reading. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to the archives. I guess that's my final answer. Um, what do I love? Um, so my good friend Alyssa, hmm. um, we've been reconnecting lately because she's moved back to the city after being gone for you know while we were since high school, and um, she. Uh, is an archivist, like, professional is what she does. Mm. But um, she found, uh, she was at her parents' house, and she found a box of all the letters from middle school and high school. She kept them all. I feel like I threw mine away a couple years ago. The drama. And so she's been screenshot up to Alyssa. She has been screenshotting me. Um, Just a lot of the crazy letters of us in high school, of us, like, two little, like, whatever, random art school kids at 16. Um, just a note we passed in class. Um, that was just that DSA. Yeah, uh, doing those things. So that's kind of what I'm love is like the strange, strange young person that I was. Very strange, total weirdo. But um, shout out to the homegirl, uh, uh, Alyssa, who's been pulling the archives out. And make, wow. I guess making me see kind of like... Little little baby queer Maurice. Yeah, little baby queer, crazy ass <laughs> queer Maurice. So I'm, I'm in love with, with, with you know the journey from there Will to you here. share? I, I mean, will. With me. I mean, not publicly, but... Oh, I'll share publicly. I don't care. Or me, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, you know, it depends on how, how into that uh, <laughs> thing you're talking about you are. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Polyinteracial yes. sex. <laughs> I think I definitely need more of that in my life. No, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let me get back to it. What's making me come? Um... <laughs> Sorry, I just gave him eyebrows. Um, what's making me calm? This is I don't, can I can say I this? name that you were still engaging in behaviors with a broken arm? Yeah, what I learned was a broken arm does not mean people don't want to have sex with you. Yeah, they, that won't stop. <laughs> it was not. A, I thought I was wasn't gonna have sex for like six months. You don't need an arm to have sex. <laughs> It's helpful. It, no, it, it can be. Yeah, I mean, you can do um, lots of things, but but uh, yeah, I learned that. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to answer for you. But I just thought it was remarkable. That wasn't you answering for me. That was you putting my business all about that. Uh, true, true. I, I kind of asked. Were, I thought you were going to go there and spill some tea, um, <laughs> but you didn't. Um, what's making me come? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're still stalling. I forgot. <laughs> you're still stalling. What's making me come is coming. Uh, like, I just, coming is self-care, man. It is mental health. It is emotional health. Yeah. It is spiritual health and well-being. It is coming. And so, um, you know, life Do you remember one of the episodes where you stopped coming for, like, a month? Yeah, no fap. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I was doing my, I wasn't doing no fap. I was doing semen retention. Right, right, right. Sorry. Semen retention, really, that's good because no, it helps a... you come amazingly. Oh, no, yeah, I've done it in... Oh, well, I guess, like, I'm only coming when I have sex with someone else. I'm not coming oh, solo. Oh, no more masturbation? No, no, no. I mean, I might just, you know, make myself feel good for a few minutes, but no. Um, so what's making me come is actually, let me ask the question better. What What's making me come is semen retention. Mm. I really, um, yeah. Like to retain that semen. Yeah, I don't know. Just like I, I'm just saving the 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 physical orgasms for when I'm with another person Ooh, or they people. They better buckle up and get ready. 
Because <laughs> you already were a wild ride. I could only imagine all retained and things. <laughs> love, um, it, love it, love it, love it. I have it. a question for you. Hmm. Um, so we're very open-minded people. Generally. Yes, I am open. Well, <laughs> in terms of our relationship, there's yeah. definitely a lot of, like, politics of sexual liberation that happen in our friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we went to a sex party together. So that's about that. So oh. why do you think that we haven't had sex? That is a funny thing because everyone thinks that we do. Yeah, people still think that. Yeah, people think a lot of things about yeah. you and I. Uh, so for the record, Maurice, and I've I have never, never thought had that. Sex. <laughs> really? Um, no. Maurice and I have never had sex. There are people who think that I'm your trade or your side or <sighs> your or your uh, uh, accessory. Ex- no. For your other dynamics. Head. No. Well, I mean, they're allowed to. Think I mean, I'm not thing. like. I mean, it's not a. I mean, I. I don't have a problem with you, so I don't really care. But I was people like, no, we're not. Not that I, you know. No, well, I don't know. Like, so it's about like sisterhood, but I think some of it's also about like we, we just be bumping purses. Um, well, but you just recently started, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's very. But specific. you know, I like that though. No, I know you do. <laughs> I think you should try it. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, so, sometimes I'm like, oh. I'm not cool enough to be one of his, like, no. sexual sharing friends. No, I almost texted you earlier and was like, uh, can we set up a... We... Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, Let's... Ooh. Yeah. And yes. we know Reed when I edit this out. No, Anyways, it's true. No, yeah, but I guess there may be a clear thing. It's like, we are not romantically or sexually involved. Never have been. Um, you're just, like, you're just a homie. Reed is a tease. Because you know the thing about Reed, like, oh you'll be in the club, you'll be dancing, whatever. It's like homie time, friend mm-hmm. time. And then Reed will, like, grab you by the waist and, like, throw you in a corner and start daggering your ass. Hello. And then you'll be like, ooh, friend, what's, what's going on? Oh, hello, friend. He'll start grabbing and groping you. And then, like, when it's time to go, you're like, I don't know where, is our friendship going somewhere else? What were and we then, feeding him that one time? And then grapes? he'll be like, bye, I'm going home. And you're like, uh, well, okay. I mean, that was, like, a lot of. <laughs> That was like more than 20 minutes of you throwing me in the corner and popping my cheeks out. I think the the key is beach margaritas. <laughs> beach yeah. margaritas. Well, we need to get re not too many. <laughs> yeah, no, not too many because then wonk wonk. Last but, time I was open to a burrito, had a stupid tummy cake. Oh, yeah. Tum tum. Um, wonderful. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Yeah, so, um, so Swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> so I, I yeah, we might things. have to. We might my have first to. one. Um, the Tumblr apocalypse that is happening on the seventeenth. Oh, um, oh wait, wait, it's a one day. Wait. Tumblr apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So Tumblr got in trouble. Um, they got pulled from the Apple Store, the iTunes, whatever that store. Oh wow! And Are they selling data or someone something? Someone found uh, child pornography on their website. I mean, Tumblr's known for pornography. Um, child of pornography all, is ooh. terrible. Yeah. Um, but their response to being pulled from that was to now pull all the adult content from their um from their website um which means that tumblr's going to die <laughs> oh this so, is t- oh i thought you said okay okay tumblr okay. yeah tumblr apocalypse yeah. um so it's and really honestly the one of the big reasons why i loved tumblr so much because it reminded me that i was like a full human being like i'd be like ooh, what a great, great political article that. Ooh, fashion Ooh, art Ooh, there's a penis Ooh, there's and Oh, and now back to an article. Like, it just reminded me that I'm a whole person um, who has a variety of interests. Tumblr was great because, you know, like, the adult content, like, you couldn't, no matter what your interest was, like, even if you just only saw people who were, like, botanists, yes. like, they would just be dicks and asses and vaginas and things are there. But what I liked about, I think, the amount of adult content in all the ways, some of it very, like, whatever, quote-unquote raunchy, some of it just really artsy. Some oh, I of found it, some scary shit. But, like, a lot of people are doing, like, self-care work and yes. self-liberation work around the building community, like... I've and, subscribed to and so not many just, OnlyFans like, curvy shit. Yeah, and I think 
what I, what I liked about it was in terms of like you're feeding your scroll no matter what time of day, whatever your interests are, whether it's like, you know, like critical theory or like or like, like economic mm-hmm. analysis, whatever, they're, they're just going to be like sex in there. And what I loved about it was they helped normalize yep. these pieces and parts of us that do like to watch a fuck flick, that do enjoy and the look body. At art I was afterwards. exposed to a lot of like folks who were doing all the activism around the body, mm-hmm. around like, you know, freeing up, you know, sexuality and sexual content. Um, during a very repressive age across, in a lot of countries around the world right now. And so I liked the amount of adult content because I, I think it made us honest yes. about the human experience. And you thought Instagram was full of, of like thirst traps. I mean, with, with the closure of this, thirst traps. Um, with, as people are leaving, I have subscribed to so many OnlyFans. I'm wasting money on amateur porn, and I need to change that. So all that to say... You're so actually I, supporting your community. I am, actually. And all of them are like brown or like very queer in one way so yeah, yeah. i feel good about it um but um so swipe left on tumblr fuck you yahoo verizon corporation like dumb you've ruined your entire this the website's dying um so swipe left on that i do have a swipe right though i just wanted to shout out um a, an, a book just recently came out by mary robertson wait is that Yes. That's our Mary? That's our Mary. What? Um, It's called Growing Up Queer, Kids and Remaking the LGBTQ Identity. So it's, Hmm. um, she's going to send me a free copy, Um, but I haven't read it yet, obviously. But what it is about, or really I want to talk about her process. I want to swipe right on her process. So Mary volunteered at a drop-in center that, um, and had intentions of publishing the works from that, but she actually was so good about it. She was like, for one year, I just want to be a volunteer. I just want to be a part of this community before I start and any the, research. And the, and the drop-in center I was talking about is uh, it was mm. an LGBTQ um, youth drop-in oh, space that uh, he worked in, he worked at, and I, you know, worked as a community partner with for a long time. Yes, so. we're our 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 history, our roots. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just want to swipe right on her process. I mean, I haven't read the book. I've read some excerpts. She was in the New York. Times. Oh, work, Mary. Um, okay, work. She's just fucking brilliant and great. And so I just like want to celebrate her and like, I just can't. Oh, the Atlantic. She was in the Atlantic. Um, and she's just brilliant and great and did so good by those youth. And mm-hmm. I loved having her in the space and it never felt like gross, icky research when I think particularly during that time and even now there's a lot, there's a lot of interest in doing research into LGBT youth, queer youth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she, had, she had really good politics about oh, how she approached her work, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. So those are, those are my two. Um, <laughs> awesome. So my swipe left, or right swipe, right, right swipe, it's going to be a left. It's going to be on the whole entire American medical system <laughs> as a whole. Oh, the whole entire um, what? American medical system as a whole. Because oh. um, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> Okay, so I'll say yeah. this. Like, one, during this process um, of breaking my arm very dramatically, and from what I learned, it's going to take definitely, like, nine months for me to be completely back together. Who knew? Mm. Um, but never broken a bone before, never had surgery before. This is my first time for all that stuff. And it was, like, a, a big break. Like, well, I don't have a reference, sure, but I just know. No, it was a, it, significant. I just know the bone broke. I don't know. Anything yeah, more. and for those Anyways. in Germany, I should just point out that Maurice oh. has to pay money when he gets sick. That's funny. That's what we're talking about. Good old uni- We don't have the universe. And so, before I start talking, I do. Want, I do want to acknowledge like some pieces. Of, they're not privileged, but they're whatever. Like I do have. I do have medical insurance. Like, you know, I do. You know, and it is decent. Um, I did pick a really 
just random. Uh, no, you picked the cheaper plan because well, yeah, you're healthy and well. You never think. Yeah, that. so that was the part of yeah. But but it's still, but it's still really good. I want to say that. Yeah, no. those pieces. But um, you know, it's insurance, and you still got to pay out of pocket for everything. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, I went for one of my checkout. <laughs> what I want to go out of the doctor, I want it to be like a menu uh-huh. where you see what it is and how much it's going to cost you. Before you say yes to anything, and there's only like one person in the in the office who can tell you that, and they're mm, usually can they? Oh, mm. Wow! But um, I saw my doctor for a checkup because um, I got the brace removed a while ago. We did a checkup, and um, my appointment was, was probably 12 minutes in total. I walk in, they scan my arm. Um, I think the scan is billed at twenty seven thousand dollars for the for the two X rays. Um, you know, I don't pay that you know mm-hmm. like my insurance is like absolutely not Thank here's you, what we'll pay gods. um but you know i do pay some yeah you know whatever uh, of that um but also medical equipment isn't i mean yeah, it's like a, the whole room is a scanner by the way oh, is the x-ray machine um oh, yeah i did that once yeah the whole room is the x-ray Weird. um so i did that and then go in and we read the x-ray talk to the to the orthopedic surgeon just about where i'm in progress and so it was about 12 minutes for all of that and um whatever welcome to america bro uh and my even with insurance, my out of pocket was I think is about ninety seven dollars and fifty cents. So I'm paying ninety seven dollars and fifty cents to have a to talk to the doctor for ten minutes. Actually, our conversation was probably about six minutes to tell you the truth. Um, and so it just reinstates my idea that all this shit really just is just about making money. It has nothing because I've been doing quote unquote alternative therapies as well during this process. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't reframe that one piece because, you know, um, this good sister herbalist uh, that I, who I love, La Loba Loca, who I just think she's an amazing person, yes. an herbalist, she does talk about, she says that, you know, what the Western cis-heteropatriarchal culture calls alternative medicine mm. is actually the primary medicine for most people on the planet. Hello. So I've learned to stop calling what I do traditional medicine or whatever. It's not alternative medicine. It's primary care. It's, yeah. it's what most people. On the, it's health. It's most. It's, it's what most people care. on the planet do for medical care and have done since the beginning of time. So it's not alternative. And even today, the Western we go cis hetero patriarchal we'll thing. Go to... Yeah, because it, it's, it's accessible and mm-hmm. it's more holistic and mm-hmm. it's more honoring. And sometimes, and in my case, actually works quicker. Um, yeah. And the, the thing about herbal medicine that I don't, one thing about herbal medicine that I don't think people that dismiss it don't understand is that these people are trying to look for something that's an alternative to like um they don't want to be kind of kept in the this like industrial systems yeah like my muscular like degeneration from the break from the surgery like it wasn't without again i have products i I know a lot of like naturopaths and herbalists and a lot of licensed and non-licensed all the things all all traditional people i know a shit ton of them is what i didn't realize how many i knew until i broke this but you know like my ability is well networked i am i might even front um but you know it was the quote-unquote alternative medicine like it actually was helping repair that at a faster rate in order mm-hmm. to support my progress because the sur- orthopedic surgeon they did nothing to address it at all they don't really they weren't caring about re- me rebleeding muscles and tissues mm-hmm. they're just like okay just you know just keep it together but you know i had the friends who were making me the things um, for internal to actually heal you yeah for like for the, the creams and the actual internal supplements mm-hmm. and the dietary regulations um, they help strengthen my bone to speed up my bone reproduction uh, or, or bone to, to help stimulate my bone growth as well as deal with like regenerating and rebuilding muscles and tissues and actually it's them who are that's what makes a major part of the healing but um, I, do, I think when I look at even as somebody with insurance the amount of out-of-pocket I'm paying is like crazy and when I just go back 
to show that even with insurance, I had to pay $100 to have a 12-minute medical appointment from when I checked in to when I left. It's madness. Which took, what, like an hour? Huh? Did that take an hour? Like, in the like you get into 12 the... minutes. But with the doctor, you had 12 minutes. No, 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 no. Oh, that was it? From when I checked in to when I left Jeez. was 12 minutes. <laughs> $100 later. And I had to pay them $97.50, or that's my bill. for So 12 minutes is me saying, hey, I'm Maurice, I'm here for my appointment. To the X-ray, to so the X-ray. So you actually like five minutes with the doctor, if that. Three, yes. Probably three. Yes. So and I'm paying, which is whatever, but then I have to pay them a hundred dollars, functionally for it. This is what I'm talking about. This is America. Like it was less than 15 minutes. Because I timed it, it was 12. Um, so swipe left on on that, and um, you know, even though I did get a surgery, my bone got fixed, but just man, some bullshit. Well, and it's like a like I feel like it's a bit of a balance, right? Because like, there are things like Western. Oh no, medicine I'm that glad that they yeah, surgeryed yeah. me and put my bones back together. Exactly. I did learn that apparently bones are like doors or tables. If they break, apparently you just drill some some screws in it, and it fixes it. So that's <laughs> what they did to me. Yeah. <laughs> they put some metal and some screws and just drilled me together. Well, I know you like a good drilling. So. Well, I do, baby. <laughs> Ooh, am, am I surgeon? He's a shit, but he is so fine. Really? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. yes. Fuck the American medical system. Oh, I really want to. <laughs> swipe, swipe left on that. Swipe shit. left on that one. Um, and swipe right. And I learned a lot about. Um, I'm being very Christmasy, but I've learned mm. a lot about community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I just shout out to I, I don't know all the folks. Um, definitely my Rosehouse family because there's a shit ton of herbalists and natural uh, healers up in here. They work here. <laughs> um, no, it's like seriously. But shout out to I everybody. I just cut his hair and brought him trash magazines. <laughs> you did a lot more. Uh, we well, did that, but it was needed. It was you cut his hair? Yeah, yeah, he let me cut his hair. Dude, I am a black man. Like, I, I need, you know, we need I was shit. very nervous. I, like I said, you fucked <laughs> enough black men to be able to, to, to do a decent fade. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't even doing that. I was just shaving it. it was but, good. I, but yeah, he said I did good. a good job. He didn't have to retouch it up. I didn't. So it was good. Um, but shout out to everybody. I think all the friends, um, you know, who did do things like. Um, bring me food because I didn't have a right arm like who cooked for me brought me food to the house folks who made like tinctures and balms and like muscle creams um, and uh, folks who just like helped to take care of me especially those those first two weeks when it was really Mm -hmm. serious Um, and so as alone as I'd be thinking that I am because some hosts really do not call me for weeks on end read no, that's me. And you. Hey, well, um, uh, some people don't do not check on me and, and do forget that when I say like, "Hey, my arm is broken," it takes me an hour to get out of the house. True. That they cancel appointments. Um, despite sorry, that, I'm I'm, I just want to give the shade publicly to you. It's fine. We're it's over well it. deserved. It's not a big deal. I canceled the last recording. Yeah, um, and I was the the handicapped person trying to get it together. And he was he ready? He was ready to go, and I was like, I can't. But me, also, Reed was like, I'm okay me, with canceling. It took me 20 minutes to put on the belt. Anyways, uh, but shout out to everybody who <laughs> helped care minutes. for me and the community that I was reminded, I would think of my community and folks who definitely like help to take care of your boy. So um, swipe right on like good people. And I you. also want to swipe yeah. right on you accepting that because I I know it can be difficult for you to accept some help sometimes and some assistance, uh-huh. some support because it's it feels vulnerable. Like it's like, and you did you did it, and. Here you are reporting back on how well connected and like amazing all of your friends and family are. Yeah, for helping and supporting. Yeah, so we all need some work. Right, but no, it was good. No, it was funny. It was funny. All right, Reed, what you got? Um, so I have a a a solidarity swipe right. Um, (laughs) but it's so this app. Um, I don't know if it's so it's 
most in most German cities and then like a couple of other cities around the world. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called standard or standard like standards. Um, but anyway, it's like uh, it's like Tinder, except instead of seeing someone's face, you see their dick. <laughs> and then Ooh. if you if you match dicks, then you get to see their face. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. What, wait, what's the app and, called? Wait, how do I? I'm, I need to download some real gonna, quick. I'm going to open up my story real quick. <laughs> you guys are like, um, so it's it's S T N D R. Um, so I guess it's standards or standard like they S-T-N-D-R. have standards. S T N D R. S T N D R. So standard. No vowels. Without vowels, yeah. I got nothing. Um, oh, it's but, just European. Uh, I wish it's for the Europe. No, and there's some cities like I think it's New York, and I don't know if it's going to reach Denver for. Well, the, it's well, like it needs to be exclusive before. Um, but uh, anyway, I was <laughs> I was watching one of my friends as he was playing it. Um, Playing and it. he was that a game. <laughs> Dick, is never, Dick is never a game, honey. <laughs> this, is, this is serious. <laughs> okay. Um, no, and uh, yeah. So uh, he was. Uh, it was. It was pretty funny. Um, but that's why I called it a game. But uh, the people that were doing it really enjoyed it. So um, have you done it? All, have you partook? No, I don't take pictures of my penis and show them to other people and be like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely like Should a chopped you... person. Like, I'm not like a full. A chopped? Like, when I send those kind of photos, I, I, I'm never, it's never like a full moment. What does that I, th- mean? I don't. Like, you're not so what I'm curious body. about is oh, if they have someone. does. Well, I'm curious if they have someone that like checks to make sure that all the penis, all the photos are penises, and right. so it's just like, like a human they... that has to like verify. Why can't I download this app? I want that job. Where is this app at? In my app store. <laughs> all right, you guys can do this after the show. But, oh no, we're doing um, it right now, baby. We are <laughs> we are in solidarity, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, can you send me an invite to it? Because I don't think I can join. I don't. I don't have. I, maybe I can get someone to send you an invite. Yeah, it's invite oh, only. Read, quit fronting for oh the people for the people on the just radio really show. Quit. We just know, we know you do it. You don't have to uh, like play I, the I game. Don't, I, I don't have this app, so I have to find the person that has the app and then they can send you an invitation. And or then you, you can, can just play download it really quick. And and send us the invitation. We're not gonna do this during the show and also I don't I'll have send the you app. a picture of my dick if you if you need to use that as your profile picture. <laughs> I don't have the app. <laughs> I'll send you mine again. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, um, so you are you swipe writing or swipe lefting? Reed, I'm swipe writing. Like, you, 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 you have a decent yeah. penis. You have nothing to be ashamed of. If somebody wants to like meet other people by showing each other photos, photos of their penis, then sometimes whatever, that's a human whatever. being's best quality, unfortunately. Yeah. So you're doing a so. solidarity swipe. Right. I think the words I used were whatever toots your horn. <laughs> whatever toots your horn. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have the app because somebody isn't thinking about his his community. Ugh. But uh, I don't have the app. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna super like your your solidarity swipe. Even though you've opted out, <laughs> isn't it creative though? I thought it was very creative. That is, that is. <laughs> and I also like because you could also move past like what size like, politics. Top, uh, what is it like top and... on top relationships only? I think it's like no, I think it's uh, actually fueling size politics. Oh yeah, probably like in a gr- yeah, but well, but uh, but like people, well maybe cause no, because sometimes it'll be body like body sizes because you're only looking at their penises. You can tell their body size by their penis. Well, some of us are versed in that language. Uh, sorry, I mean in terms of you know, anyways. Some people are just really into faces. Some people are really into dicks. <laughs> I'm a I'm a face so, guy. I'm a face guy. 
Right. I like them both. I mean, well, yes. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely times that I'm like, oh, well, the dick is good. <laughs> the face is, eh. It's the whole package. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we were ultimately. Well, I'm excited to learn more about this standard. Yes. All right. I'll send you an invite. Perfect. I'll find one. <laughs> somewhere. Anything well, else? Anything else? Or was it just that one? No, it was just that. Perfect. Oh, well, I'm, yeah. Also, too, if you follow us on the Instagram, which I have not logged into in like a month, um, and you know more about the standard thing, we will take all the invites we, will, we can yeah. get. Shoot us an email, and in, like, yeah. posttwink at gmail, like, yeah. uh, direct message. But you'll um, only be able to see penises that are in, like, New York, best case. Like, that's, that's the fine. closest you'll I'm not probably I've had a lot of New York penis in my life. Yeah, I've always had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely city. Beautiful people. Great penises. <laughs> Well, let's get into the main topic. Um, so this episode um, is about buttholes. <laughs> right. I was like, what's the cute way to say this? Yeah. Reed said he wanted to talk about buttholes. He and... has some butthole things on his spirit. No. So, sorry. This is the um, Christmas episode. It comes out on the 23rd. Um, oh, it's literally coming out on Christmas. Yeah. And no, so as I was, no, not on Christmas, just a couple of days before, but as I was at the um, Christmas market, so in Germany, they, they do this thing, in Germany, they do this thing where um, they uh, go outside to like the market squares and uh-huh. they have all these little huts and then they sell hot wine that's like spiced. Hot wine? Like mold yes. wine? Oh, exactly, yeah. Don't call um, it hot wine. I know no. it sounds really gross. Yeah, that's I disgusting. was describing it. I wasn't sure if you. Anyway, it's called. Glue I know wine. words. People know what mold <laughs> wine Especially is. Liquor yeah. words. Um, our our <laughs> listeners are very cultured people who like mm-hmm. the finer things in life. Um, okay, mold wine. And love and love the classics like mold wine. Yes. Okay, so in Germany, like everyone comes together, they go stand outside, and it's a very like there's families, and you usually have very nice conversations. But when I was at the um, market the like two days ago. I was talking with a, uh, a straight friend of mine about if he if he'd ever gotten a rim job, and um, wait, some guy at the market said he never got a rim job. He was a friend of mine. Maybe he was straight. Oh, <laughs> oh and I then he said that. it was I too dirty. In, I specialize in wait what? Does he wash his butthole though? And then he said it was too hairy. That's not a too hairy. As long as yeah. he's washing it. Yeah, as long as you like or got a clean uh, thing, you should be good. So I well, will say that. Oh, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think we need to define what the theme is more before before we. Well, the theme going. is buttholes, apparently. Right. So and I, I have thought a lot it to was say. hygiene and and body. Well, image. yes, and that's part of it. So even if we're talking about buttholes, and let's talk about the epidemic of not only straight men but also several gay men who identify as tops, who just feel like running water down their ass crack is hygiene, is cleanliness. Wait a minute. Like, well, I have a bidet. Yeah, so you're good. And so no, no, people are showering, bathing, then yeah. never have touched back there, have just been like, let me just get a little... They're, they're not using bidets. I have a they're... feeling that like if we grew up in a culture where it was like totally talked about that like you have multiple you have like two sex organs you have like one in the front one in the back that well, like people would that. have like a much different attitude towards like I mean, my mouth works taking... too but <laughs> well i guess i don't understand that if oh, yeah, you're gonna, you go, if you're gonna okay. partake in ing, uh, in, ang- in analingus as either the giver or the receiver i to me that implies uh you know 
I feel like some everyone, hygiene. I feel like everyone should be washing their buttholes regardless of whether or not. Yeah, it's whether you do it or not, that's just a general hygiene piece. Which is why it's an epidemic problem. Like, is, it, is it an epidemic problem? It is. Who are these men you're meeting? There's so I've read so <laughs> many epidemic. little like t- like little Twitter and like Tumblr things about like hooking up with these straight men who just have the uh Dingleberries and I, chunks. Oh, and, God. That's so gross. I, and I, I've talked to tops who are like, wait, I have to, like, soap water, like, on in there? Yes. Like, if you want somebody to eat the cakes, you need to make sure it's a good, clean cake. My mother was very clear that I wash everything. I don't know what they miss. What lessons? Wait, that's just in general. When you generally when you shower for the day, you always, you know, swipe right and swipe left. Homophobia is a... Evil bitch. It'll keep your ass crusty. Wait, so straight men don't wash their, their butts? Um, a lot of them do. I actually started surveying. This is the conversation them. I had at the Christmas market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about washing buttholes. Does he wash his butthole? Did yeah. you find out? I asked. I'm I actually. Rude. No, I didn't actually ask him about. I, I just assumed that he would wash his, 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 his like, everywhere on his body. It's it's right. skin. You just wash all the skin on your body because it's gross. And but like, also, too, of course you watch cracks. Like, because but then, understanding, like, like, what the crack does in a day. The journey of the ass in the square period. Like the bacteria? You just you clean it. Hello? And that's why it's such a like weird thing that so many people don't do it. I this is the first time I've hearing that people don't wash their butt. Oh, it's real. It's I'm actually on a like public health campaign. And now straights are openly talking about rim jobs and I'm like, how are you doing? I would assume that like now that like straight people feel like they can talk openly about it, is that 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 there would be more anal Washing, washing and cleaning happening. Nope, they don't. Don't wash their so, assholes. Oh, I still, straight, I'm still sorry for straight women. I'm sorry. No, you often even do tops, this. even tops. Gay well, tops. I've even... talked to gay tops who were like, what? Hmm. I have to, no, like, I don't I don't really like it. And I was like, no, you don't have to like it. You just do it. Like, you just wash your cheeks. Like, it's, come on now. Like, I don't, this is, uh, this is, I didn't, I didn't know about this was happening. It's gross. Well, I so I never got happening. into asking specific questions about washing. It was more that I assumed that he trimmed and then he didn't do like, <laughs> but no. Oh, his thing was that. about the hair. Trim. Oh. You know what's funny? Um, since, since I the surgery, I actually, I actually have, um. Hairs. Cause you couldn't shave them. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like Naomi Campbell over here. Um, but no, no, no. I actually, what well, I'm, I, I'm not a hairy gent. I just am not. Um. Uh, right now it's the hairiest I've been in my life, mm. and Mo makes fun of me because this is my chest. For those for those of hairs. you who might be, oh, they this is not live. We don't we don't record live. I forgot. I'm like I'm I'm on live too, but mm. I forget if people can't watch me can't. But um, I I'm 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 really 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 hairless, which is why I never was able to get any ass on like scruff at all. I have like all the hair. Look at that. But I'm like a twink, like in the face. But yeah, but but like Harry is trending, and like I'm never gonna be. Fuckable while this trend goes on. No, hairlessness will hair. always be the trend. Well, my but, thing I mean, is so in terms like, of like below the equator, I have stopped um, shaving. Yeah, I just like I just like shave my balls now. Yeah, because, which I still because like how because you like when, when I give head, I like to I like a good ball. So I just like to um, so I, I shave the actual balls off, but everything else I'm just I'm leaving. Um, and I've actually been enjoying it. I'm always been no. a big fan of a trim, but it's been a process <clears> for me. I remember. Um, the process of accepting my ass hair was so complicated and difficult. I have very little. Um, and so when I became a bottom, um, because I literally woke up one day and was a bottom. That's literally, because I was, I, I was, awakening. A, I was a strict top and I literally woke up one day as a bottom. I'm, I'm kidding you now. I just woke up one day with an insatiable urge to He already knew he was gay. T- he just wanted a dick in his butt. Oh yeah. I was a, I was a practicing homosexual for many years mm-hmm. as a strict top and then woke up as a bottom one day. 
But I, I wonder if somebody put a hex on me. Probably. Because my life definitely got harder since I became a bottom. Mm, yeah. It's harder being a bottom. Yeah. Sexism sucks. Fuck the patriarchy. Um, um, but in the beginning, I did it. And I never had much hair. I'm telling you. Probably got like a 12 hairs down yeah. there. But um, I did it because when during penetration, sometimes the hairs would like go inside. I've never had that problem. And would attach to the cheek. And sometimes it would just be like us pulling. Use more lube. <laughs> well, I know sometimes lube I said it was a historical problem. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and so that's why I started. Now you're more equipped. But, you know, since the wave of sexuality entered my life and I became a much more liberated man, I never had that problem after that. Right, see? Yeah. Well, hmm. I remember the first time I saw butt hair. I was looking the at... The first time you saw butt hair. Yeah, because I was like young and I found my stepfather's porno mags. Uh-huh. And it was um, one of the ones that had men in it. Of course, that Obviously. was the one I was looking at. <laughs> like, haha, I um, found it. <laughs> and he literally had like a mohawk of like a mohawk. crack hair. A, and I was an like, ass crack mohawk? And literally, and I was like, is this what's going, am I, is this going to be me? <laughs> like, I'm not. It's not like. It's you now, because I can see it from, 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 no. from judging your chest, your asshole has got to be like a, um, a Actually, my butt hair is like very thin, um, like much thinner than my chest hair. Um, and like soft. Um, but. Um, so from there, I was like, oh my God, this can't be me. I don't want to do this. And all the gay shit on top of that, like, I was like, I need to be like a hairless, skinny twink. I nared myself. You nared your butt? Yes. Oh right. my God. So then I got painful. I got so into painful. a conversation with someone who was nearing their butt and then explaining that like, yeah, it like, it becomes extremely almost bleedy. And then for like two days, but he bleedy. still does it. Cause nair is yeah. serious. Oh no, it's toxic chemicals for your body. And but, it yeah. burns. Oh, it was awful. It was terrible. And actually, and to I, imagine applying that in your pleasure dome. Oh, in your awful. what did you call it? Your pleasure dome. <laughs> yeah, pleasure your pleasure dome. dome. Good. The thunder dome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't need another hero, <laughs> um, <laughs> Tina Turner. Uh, but no, it was awful, and I f- I felt like pressure to make sure that I was like a hairless little twink all of my life. Do you know what? I just stopped it when you bought it. So, you know, because I woke up and became a bottom one day. I woke up at the bottom one day. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this is my story. Um, but I thought that you were supposed to. I never yeah. gave much reflection to it. I thought that you, like, if you had butt sex, if you wanted any action off the butt. You get rid of the hair. Yeah. I actually even had men who shaved me because they were like, I really want to hook up with you. See, I met men now who I really want to hook up with you. Hairless. I meet men now who prefer hair there and like that's where i'm at and they're turned off by the fact that if you shave that's where i'm at i don't like the i want it natural i don't i don't have either way like i don't i don't really care i mean i'm a trimmed moment now so like for a long time i was like i'm not a my hair is free i just like what do i do i just uh, i told you i'm so i'm only the i only shave the balls Hmm. um and so i just what did i just kind of like 12 hairs so i just trim the hedges Tr- no, I don't exactly. do too much landscaping. No, yeah. I'm not trying to cut mm. things. Like, I'm not trying to look like a fucking infant. I'm a man. Like a grown adult. Um, and so, just a good trimming. But do you know what, though? In trimming terms, your butt hair is complicated, in terms though. Of, like, in terms of eating ass, though. So, with dealing mm. with... I'm over here. I guess when you're dealing with straights or whatever. I don't mind Or hair. infrequent bisexuals. I don't know how to say infrequent this. Infrequent bisexuals. But what I've learned is that for them, like if, they, like if, if I'm their first experience, like I usually am, yeah. um, what I find is, you know, sometimes you're, okay, and I'm kind of good at what I do. I just want to. Uh, he just I, turns out all Shut the, up. Don't. No. Stop it. Um, Your magical tongue. It is magical. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, you are magic, bitch. We will have an orgy, and you will see how magical I am. No, I I feel like I already know, and I'm informed. But I want you to know my powers deeply. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Reed, too. Um, but <laughs> Reed likes butt stuff. Wait, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to keep it on the low. And I am butt stuff. more I'm than... here for, like, tops who like butt stuff. Like, I wanna, come on. I want to do a clinic. For tops who like butt stuff? For anybody who was interested in butt stuff as a guy. Ooh, yeah. But, um, but anyways, the guys that I go to, usually if I'm their first time or like they don't get it much or whatever, or blah, blah, blah. What I've learned is that for them, I think it's better for them to try it first with like for them to shave first. Because I think that with the hair, that has a lot of sensation. And some men, like in my experience, like, you know, when you're, when, you know, when you're eating the cakes down there, I think like the new sensations, they're not used to that level of pleasure. Mm. Oh, or yeah. That, or that category of pleasure. Also, with yeah. the hair, the, like the pleasure increases. A lot of them like love it, but they they go into like a not a panic, but they're like they go into a weird pleasure. Is this a awakening? Thing? Yeah. Like, no, no, they're like, oh my god, ah, 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 oh my god, don't stop! Ah, 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 I want this, but I don't want this. And so, a lot of it has to do with hair. And so, what mm-hmm. I told them, I told them, I'm kind of like, well, listen, I love doing this, and if you're sleeping with me, we're doing this. Period. You're Two, you love it. You need you need to go and shave. And you'll and you'll be able to take what I give better. I feel like I've been able to accommodate for the hair. Oh, I always accommodate, no, but yeah. also sometimes I'm like, shut up! I'm doing something right here right now. You oh, know what I mean? I mean, I like this. I, I just feel like for first timers, if it's, I think it's when I eat ass, they're usually very overwhelmed by it. Mm. Um, motherfuckers will cry. I mean, you have a mouth, so I have the mouth. <laughs> um, but I've learned that some of them need to like shave it down in order to like get themselves used to what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, they can let it grow back again so that they can but take it. But it's that grow back that is so annoying. That's the painful part. Because not only is it... Lavender essential oil. Ass, are you going to shave it for them? Because it's you have to like like yoga yourself to get... I'm not... Listen, I'm not shaving your ass unless you know you don't put a ring on it. Son. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I've actually done anyone else's. Except for when those guys were like, ah, yeah, I need to trim you down. And I'm like, okay, well... You can do it. I'm not doing it. You know, my control issues would not allow me to have somebody trim me. Oh, it was terrifying. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. No, it's my like attitude towards body hair is that it's like a I trim it, but it's a it's a filter for like so if Reed, somebody do you doesn't have butt hair. Yeah, yeah. You need to do you do. No, but so I do don't. You keep don't... it or do you let it go? I trim or trim. You trim. Um, okay, but I don't. I don't like. No, I, I would never. There's no shave near. or anything. And oh and God, like seriously. if somebody wanted me to shave, I'd be like, okay, well, you can go find your butt cheeks. Lavender essential oil, oh, or if you want, you can do a mixture. So when you so no matter what you're trimming below the equator, yeah. in terms of the grow back piece, you know, because a your body has to get used to it, right? Yeah. And even if you've been a while, like whatever, like that's I, why I don't like to shave my fucking genitals. I, Are you talking I'm about shaving this with essential oils? No, 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 no. So Afterwards. like, so like after the surgery, oh. like I, I was forced to be all natural and kind of mm. liked it. And so when I like, you know, recently um, took care of the hedges. I'm glad you've accepted your hedges. Yeah, well, you know, it's um, liberating. But That's... I, but I definitely believe in shaving the balls. Like I shave the balls. So when I did that, um, you know, it had been a while. So you know, the grow back is like a, a, is annoying. And yeah, so and it, like, itches you, under you my can dick. do like you, you can do essential oil. No, no, do essential oil in some. Um, in a good carrier oil, like almond jojoba or whatever it is, add lavender. That'll help with the itching. Mm. And if you're itching really bad, you can do like maybe like a one to five. I wouldn't do – I would just make a small, maybe like two-ounce little bottle, right? You don't need that much oil. And do like um, maybe three drops of lavender essential oil. And if it's really bad, add one drop of peppermint because mm. that'll help with the tingling. Oh. 
Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't do more. Don't do more lab, do peppermint essential oil because peppermint is a pepper, so yeah. it will burn you. But you can do. But lavender is so so safe. It's the safest. Mm. Lavender is like the most safe essential oil ever in the world. And like micro. I was. Uh, antimicrobial, right? But if you have serious itching, I would do maybe like three drops of lavender, one of peppermint, but no more than that. And that'll help with that. it. I, just, I was about to say you shouldn't this, use I, just, no, I, gave, you. I gave you a recipe you just now. Answer. Thank you for the answer, but I'm not shaving my butt, nor my balls. I'm just going to trim them down. Do you have hairy balls? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have hairy balls. Like, not like, it's not like, actually, they're too sparse. Like, I kind of wish that so not, it was so not that hairy. more or less. Because there's, honestly, I feel maybe like, 50 hairs that just grow wildly. On your balls? Yeah. That's a I, lot of hair. Well, for you. And so <laughs> and so right. it, it becomes very difficult to like trim that down because I'm not shaving. I don't, I don't, I'm not taking the risk of when shaving. When you shave your balls and somebody has them in their mouth, do you understand the, wait a minute, can we air this in, on the radio? Yeah. We're talking about oh, wow. liberation of buttholes, so. Radio somebody... Corex is amazing. <laughs> Radio Corex is very liberal. Wow, okay. They're welcome to censor us if they want. Look, Mom, I'm doing a radio show about butt hairs. <laughs> but, like, I, I think we can't have this conversation without recognizing the history and the, like, um, in the. Are you going to your circumcision rant? No. <laughs> going on my, um, there's a there's a reason why hairlessness has been valued for generations. Because motherfuckers are pedophiles. Exactly. And forever and always. And twin culture, right? Like, that's what twin culture is. Like, if you look at twin porn, not only are they hairless, their buttholes are hairless, but they're also bleached. Like, that's so toxic. Bleaching your butthole, that, that's like a white people or like a light-skinned oh, people thing. It's so L.A. and gross. And so that those are the those are the things <laughs> Wait, that... Wait, are, like, you, are you against the fact that, that they use like a bleaching agent or the fact that somebody's lightning? Um, both. Oh. Citric acid. But like, for why though? It's like, it's my butthole, like... For me, like as a like brownish so person, every time I my am, skin gets so close. So I am a dark skinned black man, but yeah. I have like the light skinned black people issues, whereas all my body parts are, are are different colors and shades. Yeah, but does your butthole need to be like improved, like match something? No, it doesn't. Some place on the body are darker and lighter than others. Well, Do you try to lighten other places on your body it. that are darker? Oh yeah, no, like no, I mean same. You slept with black people, right, Lead? Mm, no. <laughs> you haven't? You've never slept with a black person? I actually, when I, um, when we first became friends and I was analyzing your Instagram, and I look at your friend list and who you tagged, there was one person who I assumed that you were sleeping with, uh, who was definitely a black person. I just assumed that you guys were, you know, had banged. I think color variation is beautiful. Like, I... Oh, really? Yes. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a little insecure because there's a certain area of my body that's darker. Not my dick. Well, my dick is darker than everything. No, else. exactly. Your but... penis is the same color as your nipples, supposedly. Oh, wait. Really? And mine are dark. <laughs> I love the play. I forgot that we were alive. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, yeah, we just took out our nipples. <laughs> and all the listeners, all the listeners. That actually is true. My, my penis is this color. <laughs> is that color, right? Yeah. Mine's that color. Not all it's of like them. darkish. Oh, I bet you got a pretty penis. That's a good. It is. A, I, I do have a pretty penis. I love penis. Latino guys when they have like a very just deep brown penis. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's great. Um, Reed, what about your nipples? Do they match your penis? I don't know. I'd have to look, and I don't think this is the best time. All right. You have like a producer there watching you. Yeah. Wait, just take like a quick peek wait, under your shirt. Isn't Max? Is it Max? <laughs> the the other technician's gonna be like, what is he? Is doing? it Max? <laughs> is it Max? It's just looking at your nipples. Sometimes you have to you drop some food down your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna lick your nipple? But no, you just have to look at it. Just look at your nipples. That's a hard I don't I don't know. I like my you've seen me like you've seen me without my shirt on. I'm like super That's white. True. So like there are so, certain parts of my body that are like But I don't I don't think you're like you didn't have like a pink dick. Like I feel like your nipples are like. Wait, are you very pink and down below the equator? I don't remember. 
Your nipple <laughs> color. Oh yeah. <laughs> your Love nipple your color. What color? Anyways. Um, anyway, I just, yeah. I just. Okay, so I'll say yeah. We. Well, I don't know where we are, but I, but anal I, I, bleaching I, is a poison. I want to go back to the 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 phobia of the asshole that people seem to have. Uh, pinpointed by Reed's, you know, kind of trajectory or jumping point for this conversation. I just, um, I did not know that the people were people were so afraid of their butts. Um, to where they didn't wash them. Because it's internalized that's actually, homophobia. That's actually alarming just from a general hygiene standpoint. Yes. Like, if you're afraid to touch any part of your body, you have a serious because problem. Because of homophobia. And if and if you're so afraid to touch any part of your body that you're afraid to wash it, like, that is some serious shit. Like, this is your body. This is your lifetime. And so you're, the body is the vehicle. Like, touch it all. Love it all. Do you know well, what I mean? Exactly. It, we like, only get one. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't, and I'm trying not, to, I'm trying to, Take the the shame and the judgment out of the vo- out of my voice. Oh no, I have. But I just well, I mean, I'm Shay. I'm like, girl, get it together. But I just it, it speaks volumes. Like if you have a part of your body that you are afraid to touch and thereby neglecting its hygiene needs, like you need to really look at kind of like what narratives mm-hmm. you've accepted. And this relates to you know how like a lot of times um, some people. There's a lot of different words and terms for sex, right? And some people talk about, you know, getting nasty or whatever. And I and I will, you know, entertain it just in terms of like, that's just a, a colloquialism, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Sometimes with the language shit. that we use around sex, I think it's very telling. A lot of a lot of people like see sex or view it as inherently dirty, even though there's a mixture of like pleasure but also dirtiness. You know, mm-hmm. all the like, oh, it's getting nasty or it's and the done. scandal of it is and kind of and hot. It, but like, there's nothing disgusting about sex mm-hmm. at all. There's nothing, there's nothing disgusting or nasty or gross about your pleasure. And I'm going to jump in here. I don't care. I don't know what. I know some of this is, is you feel by certain people's religious practices. But if you accept a narrative that says that something about your human body is disgusting, hmm. I'm not talking about hygiene things, right? Like, even when, hmm. like even when you walk through the forest or the park or whatever, bare feet or whatever, have a moment in the backyard, like, you clean them just because hygiene is important. But if you inherently believe that your body in its very creation is nasty in of itself, you have a problem. Literally. And, it's, and it's, it doesn't make you a bad person, no. but it means that, like, why do you accept that something about your body is inherently disgusting and should not be touched or clean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that's oppression. This is the yes. part of, like, uh, patriarchy that we see Homophobia, as poisonous. This, like... this, is, this is that toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Being a man... Or being a man, being a cisgender man is not bad. It's not inherently terrible. Like the legacy of cisgender men is not terrible in and of itself. Part of it is married to some terrible thing, which is we call like patriarchy, mm-hmm. cis hetero patriarchal Western capitalist Orthodox anti magic, whatever, all that stuff. But there's always been those who worked against it and those who never fed in the box. And if you accept that you're the, that a, a part of your body is a is, is a no touching zone. Ugh. You, my friend, are oppressed. Seriously, and you're missing out on life. I don't care whether this is you, why sexism affects all of us. And like, I don't care whether you want somebody lick your butt or not. You know what I mean? Like, you're Just entitled to like it. like it or not like it or think it's gross. That's fine. Nobody cares. I mean, I mean, like we. I, I mean, I I am suspect of you if you don't like a room. Well, I mean, I I'm, I'm pro <laughs> analingus, so oh, if you didn't, if you don't, we can't we can't be friends. But um, it's like a, it's in my portfolio as like a skill. Like it's. Child, and something I enjoy. It's as well. one of my greatest community assets to the community. Hello, is, uh, just given and given. Child. But I do have gay friends who are like, no, I, I don't like it. I don't, and I'm like, but like they're trying not, not to like it. Yeah. Like I don't like BDSM. Like I don't want you to tie it up and. That's true. Beat no, me. yeah, you're you know allowed I mean? to not like it. I'm like, no, it doesn't mean I don't. I'm against it or whatever. Do but you? I always want to know why? Because is it? Is it yeah, about? But what like, is? I don't know. 
I, I, what if somebody was like, oh, I don't like blowjobs. Like, I don't, I don't like... I, I used don't to like not like blowjobs until very penis. recently. Yeah, Maurice was one of those. I was anti-blowjobs forever. I had, like, two friends hmm. who were anti-blowjobs for a while. They were like, I hate giving them. I hate accepting them. I just, like, let's just So fuck. you're... So, I mean, like, how your pleasure is wired, yeah. like, like, how your... However it is you engage your pleasure in your life, I mean, that's up to you to, to, to you to decide if you need more or less... <laughs> That's personal, and those are... And that's why I asked my friends. And everybody's different. And that's why but I asked my friends. if you were afraid like of your body part... Yes. I mean, it's kind of like when we look at like like the feminist movement, right? And this this very rich, thick piece. I think like when we look at... Learning the, to love your vagina. When rich we look at like, you know, like National Vagina Day and the Vagina Monologue that happen every single year, which I think is great, and I don't even have vagina, and I don't even... I got vagina I don't I got interact envy. with them sexually too much. You know what I mean? But part of that piece was, from my understanding, really is about women learning to love their whole bodies and mm-hmm. undoing a history that said that like they were unnatural creatures or th- that they were dirty, disgusting creatures and that their vaginas didn't belong to them, th- that they belonged to, to men. Mm-hmm. And so like all those kind of women's feminist pieces that say, like, look at your vagina, pull a mirror out and look at look it, you know, like, like know what she looks like, understand her, love her, engage her, undo the poisons, undo the lies that have been told to her. I would say the same things. I'm not, I wouldn't say, I will say, I am saying the same things have to do with your butt. Absolutely. We need that. We need that revolution. I mean, like, look at kind of what that did for the feminist movement. Like mm-hmm. when you know, when women began to like undo those lies. Mm-hmm. Look how, you know, kind of empowered. I think that movement began. You know what I mean? And there's still work to be done, even for them. Yeah, but, because I mean, in America we're actively working against that, which is why we're a shit country. But, but, but Maurice, I mean, you said you're going to do a clinic. <laughs> I want no. I want to. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people ask me about like <laughs> we anal, beta tested it. Anna, we didn't take beta tested. We asked everyone at Post Twink. Oh, and everyone yeah. was very much just about in terms of like doing like a Q and A session or like live demos or understanding people. Yeah. So I've, I would I would do a clinic. Cause I've had people like who were like, oh, I love to eat ass. And when you get there, they were like, they were like. And you know, and you know me, I'm a I got a I'm a clean shit, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, they're like afraid to do it, or they're like, they're they're like kind of. You should never have hesitance. You know what I mean? You're like, that's not how you eat ass. You're going like, you, you you learn how to eat ass from porn, dumb, Ooh. for angles, for, just for the camera. No, you need to do just it. But like, I would. But you make your whole face. And I, and I, I know my jaw hurts usually. And I know it sounds pervy, like yeah, Maurice wants to do a clinic where he eats somebody's ass live. But I definitely want us to talk. I would definitely do a thing where we talked about it live. Yeah. I mean, we had a community circle, talked about it, talked, answered questions about like hygiene or whatever. Hyd- those pieces, ask mm-hmm. questions about pleasure, about, you know, like what it's Let's like to talk give about or to douching. receive. Let's yeah, talk, talk about, about all the things. I think it's important. Yeah. It's our bodies, and there's just been such a war waged against our bodies, no matter who your unity is. And I think, especially as gay men, as queer men, as bisexual men, as DL men, as trade, whatever you are, however you fit in, however you like to get it in, um, there's definitely a, a, a lot of myths about. Oh, yeah. And, and even, even with male privilege as the standard, oh, yeah. there are still myths about men's bodies. Oh, absolutely. And But that's also how privilege works, right? There's power in invisibility. Mm. There's power in we do the research. We figure things out for other people, but us? We don't actually look at our... Uh, who, uh, uh, who, uh, I don't know. Please. And so annoying. And I think like, and it, because there's such a lack of a conversation around it, not only amongst gay men, but just men in general, that we just continue the to The lack of the conversation gets so hot, but you know, it gets, it gets so hard. We're like, you know, straight men who are, who are, who are straight people who like butt things feel like to admit that, you know, challenges their masculinity or challenges their sexuality. It has nothing to do with it. Pleasure is pleasure. Oh yeah. And I'm happy that that straight people are more comfortable. We got rappers now talking about eating ass and shit. G- wonderful. Perfect. I'm, I know you all been doing it. 
I'm glad you're finally able to accept. Because some of you all been at my house. Hello. <laughs> um, so, so I think there there is a wave. It's changing. Things have shifted, but there's still so much work that needs to be done. I mean, even in terms of having anal sex, the most revolutionary like moment in terms of like the anal sex I was having. Um, because one time I was sleeping with a partner and it was a little messy and I was like, oh my God, so embarrassed. I was like dragging myself like through the mud. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> dragging yourself <laughs> through the mud. Oh! <laughs> but my partner literally at that point was like, so we're, this is how we have sex and this is sometimes part of it. And I'm cool. Like we're cool. When you first told me that story, I thought you were a disgusting dirty pig. Um, cause I was not involved at the time, but I can relate to that. I was, I had some, was with someone mm-hmm. and you know, like whatever I was oddly, it was a rare, a rare moon I was topping and something happened yeah. and the look of panic on his face. And it wasn't even that big of a deal really? actually, uh, exactly. not at all, like childless, barely, but the look of panic and shame that went through his body. And I was that just shame. like, and I just oh. stood there and I just like, I just like tried to kiss. I, well, I kissed him and I was like, you're like, good, like baby. your like, partner, I was like, yeah. you're good. This is not ideal it's not, right it's not preferable but we it, don't want this to happen again but like it wasn't on purpose exactly and it, it happens like it's part of the i'm evolved enough or grown enough to accept that but i was really trying to like love up on him and show him i was like don't trip like this is not my opinion of you hasn't changed like you're still yeah. great in bed you're oh, still absolutely. like michael call me um, <laughs> I might even if you just go into the bathroom real quick and take care of business I might even go back at it again <laughs> well <laughs> um, but no I it's we have a complicated politic around men's bodies um, because they are privileged and we have that that privilege but in the same way we there's a lack of knowledge know-how and even care and attention I mean that's the whole problem with circumcision right like if folks don't know how to wash their penises because people don't tell them how to do it. And I have never had a problem with a partner who is, and granted, oh, yeah. maybe because most of my, you know, my demographic, but I would say 55% of the partners I've been with like have been uncircumcised. And I've literally never ran into a grown man. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I've heard stories. But I've never ran, I've ran into a, oh, God. I, oh, please don't. I've never ran into <laughs> a, a grown man who has smegma. Mm-hmm. I have, and it was sad, but we—it we, was an easy—it was an easy solve. It was an easy solve. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm—I hmm. guess I'm alarmed by your story about the person who like never watched their watched their their. So I can't even get it out. I'm no, like, it's like a good thing. I'm so I'm like, uh, 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 who never watched? And I feel bad for bottom. these ladies out there who are like, all right, I'll eat your ass because it's pleasure. It's beautiful, no. And amazing. <laughs> no, if they say oh. yes to that. No, 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 no. no. I thought you were saying these ladies had to eat these guys' asses. And they were no, like happen, straight though. guys who never wa- what? Wait, what? That ha- like girls be eating mm. boys' asses. Yeah, we know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm, but going into a non uh, oh no, sometimes they come to it and an unprepared yes kitchen counter exactly. Uh. And I'm like, if you're willing to like let someone lick your butthole, I feel like you should be comfortable enough to wash it. But also too, if you're not washing it, you're not invested in your own pleasure. Hello. That's why I shave my balls, because I like when the attention is paid there. Mm. So I want to make sure that's as pleasant of an experience for you. I want to make sure there's no distractions. Well, that's why I like that the You trim. can be comfortable. You can take your time. Well, that's but like, why I it's like your trim. choice. It's something that you can choose to do. If you want to shave your balls, you can shave your balls. If you don't, then like that's just part of you, and the other person can accept it. But washing your ass is not a choice. That's a standard. That's right. That should be. Oh, like washing a... your ass is different because like this is yeah. That's a <laughs> that's that's different. 
Well, and like, honestly, let's yeah, just... I guess that we were not going to yeah draw these lines in the sand, but yeah. But also just think about an- anatomy. And this, this is the thing. I'm like, oh, straight people, you like straight men, like you may never know because you're like so sad. Like I'm like, get pegged. Like you could still have, so-. because the prostate is the closest kind of orgasm we will ever have to a clitoris based orgasm. The, like the the clitoris has more a uh, higher concentration of nerves than anywhere in my body. The closest I get is the bottom of my foot, and that is impleasurable for me. Um, oh shit! Wait a minute. Okay, and that's that was... really just like anatomy. That's like the concentration of nerves. So in terms of an orgasm, the closest a cisgendered man man could get is through a prostate. And if you are curious out there and you have never um, had that sort of simulation, you can just contact me. I am St. Maurice, uh, <laughs> S-T-I-M-A-R-R-I-E-S-S-E on Instagram. You can DM me. And I'm not saying you have to like take a dick or you need to even take, I hate fingers, but that's just me. Um, but even just a little pressure down there can change the game. Yeah, I just, I guess. Liberate yourself. Like it's so tired, like. How do we have if, all the power? But if you're curious about sex? it, and that means like there's some exploration you need to do to either confirm that you don't like it or confirm that you do like yeah. it. But I just I want to go back to like fear of the body, and I guess I go back into I guess my old feminist shit. But I think oh. that when I read that book by Sylvia Federici, uh, Kelly Bunn on the Witch, I just really began thinking about the narratives that. Um, the establishment, if you will, because um, I want to go in what the establishment is, but if you get that term, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. What the, what they've told us about who we are and what we are made for. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that programming has to do to keep people in lower classes, to keep people giving their power away to those who are deemed themselves the owners and masters of us. But if you give all your power away and accept that your body is not beautiful, accept that your body belongs to someone else, accept that like your body is filled with shame and guilt and fear and nastiness, like you've been played. Hello. And so the question is like somebody's somebody gonna tell you a lie about your body and and and, and you believe it? Ugh. And then you perpetuate it. It's just it's it's a I, I feel like it's a problem. And if you have fear of your body, like you have to ask yourself, like, why am I afraid of my own creation? And well, and and I would say we shouldn't be. No, absolutely not. Well, and that's why I always ask my like the small handful of friends I've talked to who are like, I don't like rim jobs. I ask them the question. I'm like, is it a pleasure thing or is it like in your head? Like, is it around like the politics and you know like. Are you, are you just, like, thinking about it too much and, like, oh, it makes me too much of this or that? Because the pleasure answer I'll accept. That other one, work needs to be done. Yeah. Hmm. And it's poisonous. It's toxic. Right. So. I mean, um, I had to do the work myself. I, yeah. I nared my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I don't know. If, if you want to shave your balls and nair your butthole and you're fine with the, the pain that's associated with nearing your butthole, then, like... <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Yeah, feel free to choose that. I'm just not going to do it, nor will I do it for my partner. I'm not going to expect it of other people. I'll just say that. I'm just saying in 2019, I would say, like, your body is a place you need to be very... I would say your body is a place you should be very familiar with. Like, you only get one, and it's kind of like what you're doing to experience this life in. And uh, I I don't have time for, like, fearing my body. I don't have time for shaming my body. I don't have time. There's no time and there's no place for uh, thinking that my body is something terrible. And so, but as gay men, I think that we've done that for so long. Like, I feel like it's such a gross and inherent part of our culture um, that it's something that we have to actively like work against and unpack. But it sounds like straight men need to do it too. Oh, hello. Which just surprises me. I, I know straight men who wouldn't even let you lick their nipples because they're like, "What? No, that's gay shit." And I'm like, 
So <laughs> Somebody are, said um, that. In a erogenous zone. <laughs> if like, you, but not if, for everyone, not for But everyone. when you're sleeping with a straight man, if you want to own him, do it. Uh, Watch him squeal. Anyways. Don't um, give away your secrets, girl. Uh, you don't have my technique. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Wait for the class. Wait for the class. Um, but I guess we, we should like, probably wrap up soon. True. Well, and yeah. I'll end yeah. with this. Because it reminded me of a quote from Frida Kahlo. Ooh. Um, Come on, get Mother Frida leading us out of 2018 it. into 2019. <laughs> yes. Hello. Um, no, I'm pretty no. sure the quote is, I just wanted to find it to double check, but the quote is, I am pleasure. Ooh. And we all, like, and we have to accept that in ourselves, which is hard to do. Come on, gay, say it with me now. I, I am pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Read, I, say it. <laughs> I am pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, but yeah, and, and that pleasure is like whether it's with yourself or with another person or people. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I feel like you start in terms of a human being, how you, in terms of the my God for starting on how to interact with the world and how to lead, you know, a quality life, a life that is fulfilled, one that is your highest life, your most authentic life. I feel like Frida's quote is, "I am pleasure." Is where you begin. And I don't care if you never interact with another person. Exactly. Like, you are pleasure. I am pleasure. I mean, I can please myself the fastest and the easiest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's the most fulfilling sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, But, yeah, yeah I, it's it's really about self-acceptance and, like, I don't know. It, I, it is so scary and hard to hear that folks are so afraid of their bodies for these socialized things, right? Like, sexism heterosexism, like, all of that shit. The fact that it's stopping people from just... Do you know what we need to do? Mm. We, need to get a, we, need, we need to get a straight person in here, a straight guy, Ooh, yeah. and talk about these things. And I promise we won't try to suck your dick. Oh, I'm tired of that narrative. Well, that's so funny because the gag is they usually hit on us more than we hit on them. I know, and it's really confusing. <laughs> I'm kind of like... Like, why do we get seen as, like, the... You know, that's a whole other episode. Right, but... I'm like, oh, I'm right, sorry. Right. We get liberated yeah, yeah, that it's topic. like... Yeah, yeah, we have, <laughs> we, we, we have stories about that time oh, we went to that gosh. bar. And we just... That summer. Yeah, that was an okay. interesting The summer okay. of straight but, confessing things. Um, right. But, yeah, so, I don't know, love yourselves, um, be well, and we hope 2019 is good to all of us. I think a lot of us definitely yeah. need it. Um, for sure, but as usual, um, we do love to hear from you, from from folks out there, whoever is listening. Yeah, we actually got some feedback two episodes ago. So, oh please. yeah, they said that I was mean. So I'm trying to be nicer and softer. Uh, whatever, more gentle. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we are posttweak.com. P o s t t w i n k dot com. Um, you can check us out on all the places that you go for your podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify at Post Twink, P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K. Um, and yeah, shout outs to uh, Radio Corax and Hala for having us and being, I don't know, so dope and progressive and uh, open-minded about the content and believing in us and sharing us with a larger audience, yeah, for sure. Actually, yeah, actually, hello. Yeah. And also shout out to uh, Reed, our podcast daddy, who's going to edit this. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it'll with be all fine. Butt hair. Maybe shout out to my man Max at Radio Corax, the engineer. Like I liked Max. I wonder. If, I don't know. I hope is Max he is there the now? Room. Which engineer is there? Oh wait, we can finish. Um, <laughs> a new one. A new one. Oh, not Max. And I don't know. I don't know their name. I forgot. So we'll um, see. But are they cute? Uh, you know, he, you know oh he can't God. say yet. He, oh right, he can't they say can no. hear you right now. <laughs> so they can hear us. No, I don't think they can hear. Us. But um, it's not the it's not the gender that I'm attracted to. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The the minute he says no is the minute we don't have a radio show anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah, but shout us out. Check us out. Post Twink. Um, this is Mo Maurice. 
And Moises. And Reed, Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy, oh, no, yeah, whatever. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> we'll, bye. We'll see you all in 2019. Yes, get ready, and the happy hours are coming back, I promise.